Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we have reached book 25, Mm. but episode... 27. Yeah. I did get that right, didn't I? You did. You did. Fair play to Wow. You. I'm very proud yeah, <laughs> of myself. My notes, in my notes, I ended up scribbling out like 26. Nope, oh, 27. God. <laughs> we knew this would happen. Yeah. What we we should have ourselves. done, actually, yeah, somebody quite helpfully pointed out that what we should have done was uh, have the specials, you know, not numbered the specials. Yeah. And we would have actually stuck with Be like 20 some kind B of or something like chronological that. order, but we just didn't think to do that. No, so of course now, not. Now we're stuck forever in this nightmare confusion. <laughs> Which will only get worse when we do the other sagas which we will but look and some of the you know <laughs> summer 10 zillion summer breaks that <laughs> they just, inexplicably go on we just keep trying to get it right and yeah. keep failing <laughs> have patience with us yeah. listeners so uh, this week's book is um, oh, it's quite something we have strong feelings about oh, this so many strong feelings about what of the characters in particular <laughs> you're just yeah. adding about it before you came on air just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like no save it save it save yeah. the anger <laughs> But we will start out with some taglines and blurbs. So, uh, Karen, can you give us the cover tagline? Yes, I can. Will Emily lose everything she loves? Eh, No. Yeah, in the long run, no. But temporarily. It looks kind of dicey there for a bit. Actually, that is true. Okay, so there is a bit of suspense. So, the back cover is, what will the droids do without Emily? (gasps) Well, they would be screwed. They would. They actually admit this. She is the funky backbone of that whole operation. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. But uh, we, I'm just going to you know, warn you in advance. We were very excited last time because we assumed there would be some good outfits yeah. in an episode, or episode, a book mm. centred around, around a know, member of the droids. Yeah. We were disappointed. Oh, very, <laughs> very much so. What a letdown on oh that front. Oh, my Lord. It's, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. I'm still... So just lower your expectations, okay? Yeah, don't (laughs) expect too many secret eye-catching jumpsuits. Yeah. Okay, here's the back blurb. Okay. Elizabeth Wakefield is surprised when Emily Mayer tells her she wants to join the school newspaper. After all, Emily's a musician, not a writer. You can can only be one thing. You can only have one interest at any time. By the way, I was in band for all my entire 20s and I am a professional writer. So screw you, Elizabeth. It it can be done. Yes. (laughs) Why would the droids crack drummer turn to writing, especially when the band is so popular? (gasps) Well, okay. she can have more than one interest. Yeah. Jesus, not everyone's a monomaniac <laughs> like you, Elizabeth. Emily confides to Elizabeth that she's having problems at home. Her stepmother has imposed a strict curfew and gets annoyed whenever Emily practices her drumming. What's worse, Emily's father uh, seems to agree with his new wife. Yeah, he Emily's does. certain her stepmother is out to get her. She is. She's succeeding. Can Elizabeth help Emily before the situation at the mayor home reaches the breaking point? Well. 
No. No, not really. Because <laughs> it, it does bad. reach the breaking point. It gets point. pretty bad. It's, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Like, social services need to be called in. Yeah, it's not good. To that family. Mm. But the uh, the cover is quite something, too. Oh, you know, it is <laughs> It is for all the wrong reasons. Oh, very much like, so, yeah. It's um, it's Elizabeth and Emily. And, mm-hmm. like, Emily Mayer, she's in the droids. Yeah. The droids look like Gem and the Holograms. That's yes. how it is in my head. It's well, like, it has been actually canonically described yeah, basically like, with their eye-catching red jumpsuits etc jumpsuits they're a sequined sparkly bunch yeah however Emily looks oh like she's Lord. about to like go play tennis or something she's got like a pink polo shirt on and it's just it's so like buttoned up to the neck God. Liz looks cooler than her she, yeah, no that is saying something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Liz's top there I Me would too. totally wear that I'm, I'm wearing stripes not on she like is I was just going to say wearing. this <laughs> And it's got a sort of a wide V-neck yeah. and it's slouchy. It's kind of loose. I'm it's nice. It's a nice look. I'm up for it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Emily. Emily just looks so square. Oh it's my like, God. She's like a, a baggy pink polo shirt buttoned polo shirt. right up to the neck. Yeah. It is not what you'd expect a really cool drummer no. to be wearing. Like, I, I don't know what she's at. And Liz is, uh, I think this might be one of the very first Ooh. Liz shoulder pats. Yeah, that condescending shoulder pat. Yes. <laughs> Just like, I'm here, whether you want me to be or not. Moving <laughs> over your shoulder. Yeah. Liz Wakefield style. Oh, Liz does look lovely though. Like, she looks really pretty. She does. And yeah. she's got some good barrette action. Very good barrette action. Yes. Uh, her hair is sort of that hair isn't going anywhere it's oh firmly God, in place no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a lot of hairspray is involved actually it does yeah and her hair sort of that's more I don't know maybe the book has faded which does happen with, with yeah, old sweet yeah. valleys but her hair looks more sort of ash blonde it does mm. that, that could just be a, yeah a colour over time issue true <laughs> well, so Emily's makeup has not been <clears throat> dimmed circus clown there's, style there's a lot of blusher there is there's a lot <laughs> <laughs> poor Emily where did it all go wrong for you, Emily? Your hair is, is indescribable. Yourself. I don't even know what. Yeah, it looks like she might have a barrette going on at the side as well. Oh, you just can't see it. but it just looks more like a bad wig. Yeah. Oh. Poor Emily. I just, yeah. I think she's been hard done by by James. What's his face? Oh, James Matthews. Yeah, yeah. He's a talented guy, but this no. is this is not the essence it's, of Emily. As, it's not as one of his best. As you'd expect. Though we have some of his good ones coming up actually. We do the next few, so we'll we'll. <laughs> Throw him redeem himself. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, so to uh, to commence the saga itself, mm-hmm. the book begins with what I consider to be an unconvincing scene. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's not like the rest of the words. Yeah. Ken Lochi and realism. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Real kitchen sink drama yeah. stuff usually. <laughs> but Jess, it starts off with the Jess being insanely excited. <gasps> and she hmm. literally says, I'm so excited. Yeah. She just can't hide it. She really can. And she she's always about to lose control. And she thinks she likes I it. I think she does too. And the reason she's so excited is because the Wakefield grandparents are visiting for three weeks. Mm. Now, I just do not buy sociopathic Jess yeah. being that excited about hanging out with the grandparents. It seems really out of character, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, this just does not yeah. check out at all. Like, I kept thinking, what is in it for her? Yeah. But nothing. Like, I know they kind of take them shopping or whatever, yeah, but it's just like, really? Like, she's literally jumping for joy. She's crazed with excitement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so out of character for her to be that excited about, yeah, hanging out with some old people. Yeah. Granted, they're her grandparents. But it's just like, she's like, no, I want to go hang out with boys. Like, yeah. That's kind of her MO. Like. Yes, constantly. <laughs> Except this time. She's, yeah. uh, it's... 
It's I kept, weird. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know, yeah. But it, and it, but doesn't. it doesn't. No. Um, so we get a very long twin description and there's the bullshit about Jessica Standard Time. Oh, God. She, she doesn't wear a watch, you know. No, she doesn't. <laughs> the party doesn't start until she gets there. Yeah. So we learn that Jess wants to decorate the house for the mm. grandparents. But <laughs> she's so into this whole thing. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, <laughs> God, she usually doesn't like putting herself to any extra no. work. She tricks Liz into doing all the work. Like, yeah. Usually. But this time she's like all about she's making all batters. She's like, yeah. I'll decorate the house it's like why it's so (laughs) odd Uh, anyway Liz can't be wrangled in Mm. because she has to work at the uh, at the oracle Um, and just as a little seeding back note here we just see that Emily and Dana are sitting nearby so that will become relevant in about two seconds yeah Um, (laughs) and we learned that it's been over a year since they saw their grandparents yeah it's like they only see them once a year which this seems very odd because weird. it's so like Sweet Molly's a long way from Michigan. It's like my sister lives in London. Yeah. And I see her more often than <laughs> once a year. That's another country. Another country, lads. Yeah. <laughs> like, granted, America's pretty big. But like, true. Come on, lads, but make the like effort. halfway over. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like I just think that the grandparents don't want to see the twins. <laughs> and who can blame them? I mean, you can't really blame them for that. <laughs> Jesus. What a pair of head records. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I don't blame them at all. Yeah. Um, so Emily and Dana, the aforementioned, are mm. having an intense chat. So of course Liz can't help overhearing. Oh, oh, I just couldn't help overhearing as if she didn't almost fall off her fucking chair trying to listen in. <laughs> oh, she is leaning oh, over, earwigging away. She is all up in there. I'd say her head just kind of appeared up between the two of them slowly like, hi oh, guys. <laughs> Pat on each shoulder. <laughs> Anything I can do here? <laughs> Apparently she just couldn't help Because they're here. so loud. <laughs> and uh, there's a description of Emily and her, her magic sparkling eyes. Ooh. They sparkle when she's deeply involved in her music. Um, and we're told a little bit of Emily, in this little bit of Emily's sort of praise slash backstory, that, that Dana generally believes the group would be lost without her. Ah. Which is true. I mean, yeah, you need a drummer. Yeah, and drummers are hard to find because <laughs> as somebody who was in bands constantly um, <laughs> from college on, uh, drummer, you know, there's fewer people learn to play the drums yeah. because you need the investment such expensive of kit. a drum kit. Yeah. You know, so even a snare mm. drum, which you can start off with, costs money. So uh, yeah, if you had, if you were in a secondary school band and you had a proper drummer, yeah. I was in a band when I was 15 and it was like four guitars. Oh, <laughs> You did your best. <laughs> really did. Everybody playing the same, like, Doors song or something. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so Dana is, this is very unconvincing, she's inexplicably telling, going on and on and on at Emily about how cute baby Carrie with a K is. Yeah. She was Karen in the last book, wasn't she? Was. She was. like baby Karen, but they've decided to just there was Not big Karen confusion. and little Karen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they were just like, no, that'll be too confusing for an entire story. Which it really was. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, now so she's, she's Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. yeah, which makes more sense. Um, and uh, she tries, she obviously sees Liz as ear-rigging away. So she... she <laughs> <laughs> Might as well get her involved. I mean, she's right there straining to hear. <laughs> exactly. So she uh, she gets ear-rigged Liz to support her and go, it's... It seems very out of character for Dana. Yeah. But Dana would be telling somebody that their new 
baby half sister mm. where they clearly have you know there's a lot of disruption in Emily's life we just keep yeah. going on about but she's so cute don't yeah. you love the cute yeah, baby yeah Emily's clearly you know having a bit of a hard time and yeah. she's like no but it's really difficult now at home and Dana's like no it's amazing she's great it's brilliant it's like have you even met this baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no she clearly hasn't because none of them seem to have been around to the house yeah so um, and Dana is defending Karen mm. Like, Dana, this does not seem like you. Um, Emily says that Karen has it in for her and uh, always has had, which also seems to be true. Yep. So just, you know, in advance, you could argue, one could argue, that Karen's behaviour is like postnatal depression. But it is clear that she's always been horrible. Yeah. She's just got a track record of being a bitch to Emily, really. Yeah. Yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. So, you know, sorry, Karen. I mean, probably having a small baby made it worse but still <laughs> uh, anyway Emily says that she that Karen wants her out of the house and she just kind of runs off yeah just jumps up and runs away I think they're always doing that yeah. there's a lot of running away crying yeah. in general this, yeah that's true half the school population has jumped up and run away crying at some point <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't I don't really think that's something that happens that features so prominently in my own life <laughs> no like if you don't if they so, like if you were in a conversation with someone that happened you'd be like Shit, what's yeah, you, wrong? Oh my go God, after them. go after them because that's something is clearly very, very wrong. <laughs> Not like. here. They just sit there. Like, no, it's part for the course in Sweet Valley. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. So we head to the Oracle and who's there? It's Mr. Collins. Yay! And uh, <laughs> he tells Liz that Emily wants um, wants to try out for the editorial staff. Yeah. Like, what do they mean by editorial staff? Do they just mean like contributors? I guess so. Though. Anyway, I know. seems yeah. very structured. Elizabeth acts like Emily's just come in and slapped her in the face, though, because she's just <laughs> like, Why does she want to work for the Oracle? She's a musician, not a journalist. Like, oh, dude. Oh, you, yeah, well, she, we know that she's very judgmental. <laughs> so judgmental. And in a couple of books, she is going to be like constantly criticizing somebody else who she calls judgmental. You are just as bad as yeah. just saying it now. She really is. It's just like, oh, get back in your box, Emily. Yeah, don't try and expand your horizons. <laughs> oh, and also Elizabeth's working on an article about the tenure system in school. God. And it's like, how fucking boring. Also, do they... Nobody like, cares. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would not care about school staffing. Oh but also, God. like, isn't tenure... I mean, because obviously it's not a word that we use yeah. over here, but is that not like a university thing? Like your temporary staff oh, and then yeah. you get, like you're on a contract and then you get tenure and you've got like a permanent a, job? It's like a permanent contract, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? But like, yeah, why would school students is that? care about, that? I <laughs> about their teacher's contract? Really? Like, what? I, the Oracle what sounds like a pile of shit. Anyway. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose maybe they should, it's good that they're interested in serious issues but still oh, it seems unlikely Ugh. so uh, he Mr. Collins asks Liz to give Emily sort of like a tour, tour of, the of the office spacious offices yeah. which are I don't know like something out of she really is just one room and it's I, like I know not like a giant open plan entire <laughs> yeah. floor of the building um, but he also and Mr. Collins is nice here because mm. he says like he looks like she needs some sort of moral support. Yeah. And when Emily comes in she's clearly been crying and Mr. Collins is really nice to her and is just you know, come and have and see me afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because Emily's kind of visibly upset, like as usual. Elizabeth sees her and she's like, Elizabeth caught her breath when she saw the girl. She looked awful. <laughs> it's like, well, in fairness, she doesn't actually tell her she looks awful, which is a oh. step up from usual. <laughs> Robin, you've been eating a lot. Yeah, she usually doesn't miss an opportunity to tell someone they're fucking terrible <laughs> when they've been crying. It's like, really, really, that's just what they need right now. Oh well, we know that her, you know. Her self-styled advice mm. guru, she's yes. not particularly good no. at helping people. She sure isn't. So, oh God, this is so annoying. So, 
Emily admits that the oracle was Karen's idea. Oh, boo. Evil Karen. <laughs> Maybe you're like the no. good, like the twins. Oh, like evil twins. Yeah, twins, you're yeah. the good Karen. And she's the evil <laughs> she's Karen. Evil Karen yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it turns out that evil's ca- evil Karen wanted her to join the oracle. Yeah, she th- yeah, I think she's just, she reckons writing is a better pursuit than music and kind of wants to force Emily to be a writer. What sort of giant weirdo is Karen? For many reasons. Like, isn't uh. she just in her 20s? Weren't we told that in the last oh. one that she's quite young? Is she? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that when Emily was talking about her in the past one, yeah, the past yeah. episode, she was, she was, she's not like she's 45. Like, I think she's, uh, which would obviously make her a hideous old crone. <laughs> I think she's quite young. Oh, I wish okay. we could check those. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, Emily starts like blurting everything out to Liz and it's like, I have to confide in you because I've always admired oh, you so much. Stop encouraging her. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and Liz is just like, sake. yes, yes, of course you have. Yes, yes. obviously I am amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she just takes it as her due. Ugh. So we find that evil Karen has been threatening to send uh, Emily away to boarding school. Yeah. And this is really awful. So Emily is like, the reason I'm here is that I have to make changes in my life or I will be sent away. Yeah, she's just trying to play by evil Karen's rules or mm. else she'll be out in her fucking ear or yeah. in boarding school. And who wants to leave Sweet Valley? Nobody. Nobody. Why would you want to do that? Well, I mean, sometimes you think like, wouldn't you be grateful of the escape? No, you're like, seriously, get me in that boarding school. <laughs> but I suppose she's, Emily's friends are the only vaguely interesting yeah, people. That's true. Um, so... It turns out, yeah, Karen says that the um, droids were a bad influence. Yeah, she's like bad-mouthing all of Emily's friends to her dad and kind of, yeah, yeah, making up drama when there isn't any. It's like, oh, evil Karen, stop that. I know. And, like, the thing is, having a drum kit in a house with her baby Mm. is, I understand somebody being annoyed by that, but there is a solution, which is to keep your drums in your friend's house. Yeah. Like, they have a rehearsal (laughs) space. Your house, house is probably massive anyway. Well, that's like, true. Like, all these American houses are fucking huge. Oh my God, yeah. And she's got a whole basement. But, yeah. you know, just move the drums somewhere else. Yeah. Yes, you can't be practicing drums full volume when there's a baby yeah. trying to sleep. Fair. Also, but babies do sleep through quite a lot. But yeah, that, that is true too. But yeah. yeah, like there's a compromise here that they're just not dealing with at all. And not even suggesting. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Emily is trying to join the Oracle just to stay in Sweet Valley. Oh. Which is a sad state of affairs. Yeah. So uh, later on, she walks home and she is so upset. You know, this is bad. She doesn't notice, quote, the beauty of the neighbourhood. <laughs> you know it's bad. That's Yeah, that's when things have really gone terribly wrong. That's usually Elizabeth's beat, isn't it? That it's like oh, that's walking true. through town. It's like, I can't even appreciate how amazing my neighbourhood is. <laughs> the radiant beauty. Oh, God. And then we hear, we hear Emily's tragic backstory. Yeah. She's quite tragic. Yeah, she's told everyone at school, or as far as people in school are concerned, her mother died when she was quite young. Hmm. But what actually happened is that Mrs. Mayer, I don't think she gets a first name, does she? She um, does later on, oh, does actually. She? Okay. Yeah. Uh, she just took off one day, just bailed on the dad, whose name is Ron, I believe. Yes. And Emily, yes, Ronald Mayer. Mm. Um, yeah, she just like left a note and she was like, I'm out, see yeah. ya. And, I was like, and she just shit. fucked off. Yeah. yeah, just ran off to Chicago. And she's barely been seen since. There's yeah. been some communication There's, we find out later. Yeah, like they wrote letters to each other, but they just kind of faded over time and then yeah. they didn't really talk at all. And it's really sad. And then we learn that Ron, the aforementioned Ron, has been great. And it sounds like he was a really good single dad. Yeah. And he taught her the drums and he was big. He used to play himself and he was a big supporter of her being in the band. But then 
Evil Coward arrived. Boo. And it turns out that <laughs> Evil Coward, and this is why I think she has to be really, she has to be really young. So we learn that she was like a spoiled only child yeah. and she was, wasn't used to sharing anyone's attention. But also we find out later that she had never like gone grocery shopping. Yeah, or, she can't do anything. Like yeah. she's this helpless idiot. So <laughs> was she like living in her parents' house until yeah. she married some Elfla? Yeah, and like, what yeah. life? Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, she's she's monstrous, and they've been together for two years, and it's just got worse and worse and worse. And then when uh, Karen got pregnant, she quit her job straight away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of gas. She's like, all right, I'm not doing fucking anything. <laughs> I'm yep, I've got another. Seven months yeah. here, and Put I'm gonna. Yep. I'll just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she found out, she was lied back. Yeah. Um, but she became obsessed with cleanliness. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to have done much of the cleaning herself. No, she makes Emily she do everything. Even Hoover, like yeah. So was, yeah. Anyway, she's. Um, so we learned that em- Emily does actually love cute little Carrie. Which is nice. Oh yeah, like yeah. She doesn't take it out on her. You can't hold it against the baby, in fairness. Yes. Yeah. So I was worried it was going to be a bit like I hate your baby, Carrie. Yeah. You push you into a swimming pool or something. Stupid baby. <laughs> but no, it's she acknowledges it's just Carol who's the problem. And yeah. Karen is definitely trying to get rid of her. Um and oh, we learned that not only can she not leave the droids, which you know, drums are her passion, but there's Dan Scott, the <gasps> bass player. Ooh. They're growing close. <laughs> so we know how these things end up. Yes. Actually, I do know how these three things end up because three people I went out with in my life, including my husband, I was in bonds with them beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So you've got a type. There you go. <laughs> in a band, eh? <laughs> no, it's clearly it's like a dating agency. So go on with that, Emily. It can be a bit awkward if you split up. I speak from experience there too. So. <laughs> But you know, give it a shot. Why you can not? Make it work. No doubt, made it work. It could be fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I was identified with that in my early twenties. Um, so then we hit the Casadel Wakefield. Yes. Then there's all about Alice. It looks like their sister. Blah, She's blah, so blah, young, blah, blah. so oh. youthful. Oh my god, the Wakefield grandparents are so annoying. They're so it's just annoying. Oh my god, <laughs> they're a pain in the arse. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! So, Grandpa Wakefield is all like, "Oh, it's a you know, this is amazing. You could work all day and cook a feast like this because they're having dinner." And Grandma is like, "The world has changed, but it's not enough. It hasn't changed enough that your son could actually cook <laughs> fucking dinner." So. Yeah, <laughs> the hell, Ned. <laughs> yeah, where's Ned? Is strangely absent for a lot of this. He is. Yeah. Grandparent bollocks. <laughs> so we heard that Grandma Wakefield is doing a PhD at the University of Michigan, which is pretty cool. That is cool, yeah. She's studying history and she's like the oldest student in their program. Oh, yeah, and she has a great description of the other students, the youngsters. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, all these college kids come in with their knapsacks and those little tape players they listen to, you know, with those little headphones. <laughs> Welcome in, Jessica Fielden, for her. <laughs> <laughs> that cutting edge tech. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another incredibly implausible moment, you know, in one of, I don't know, 10 million. She suggests, Grandma Wakefield suggests a trip to the museum and Jess is absolutely oh, enchanted. She's all over that shit. <laughs> this is absolute bullshit. There's no way she'd have any interest in no any of this. fucking way. God. Oh, and also, the, in the space of literally like two pages over the course of dinner, the grandparents, between them, their eyes twinkled three times. Oh. Like, that is too much twinkling. That is that 
suspicious that is, twinkling. That is trying to eat your dinner beside a disco ball. That is <laughs> excessive twinkling. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Take it down oh. a notch, lads. Well, they can't help it. They're just so twinkly so and jolly. <laughs> and uh, then we learn that the twins have been looking forward for weeks for a trip to Hampshire Place. Yeah. Which is a new mall hmm. for weeks. And then, by the way, this place is never mentioned again. And they've been saving it until their grandparents yeah. are there. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I can't wait till my grandparents are there I, to go to a shopping mall. Yeah. I mean, I think I know it's the 80s and maybe a new shopping centre. I mean, look, when a shopping centre opened in Dungarvan, we were all quite excited. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so in a Fair way, enough. I yeah. kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, okay, true, true. But yeah, to kind of save it until your grandparents are there, it's like, why? Yeah. What? They're not going to have the same interest. They're not going to be walking around to the equivalent of Lisette's Forever 21 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jessica's like oh grandma can you help me with my history paper and it's like oh, oh, oh. I aren't having grandparents great yeah. Just, well, I was waiting to find out that there was like some hot boy worked in this museum yeah like, like where's her motive <laughs> there's I none know. she's just inexplicably thrilled to go places with her grandparents I and know. I am not buying it no and neither am I <laughs> neither was her so poor old miserable Emily has been trying to come up with a piece to an article to submit to the oracle oh yes and yeah. shitty shitty dad wants to have a chat he sucks oh my god he's so he's a fucking terrible he's parent the worst like he's worse than Karen he actually is worse yeah, than Karen he is because Karen's kind of crazy yeah but he's like a gaslighter he basically turns on his own daughter whereas like before Karen the two of them were like a little team and the yeah. guy, you know, everything was great and he was, was clearly great. a good dad a good he encouraged yeah. her interest and, and it's like he just forgot how to do any of that and it's <laughs> the inconsistency which is like yeah. such a terrible thing to do to kids so um, it Karen has been giving out about uh, Emily breaking her curfew and we learned that Richard was always against curfew because he believed in tre- trusting Emily and his trust was always rewarded yeah um and Emily points this out and Ron is like, yeah, no, I'm, this is totally inconsistent. But, yeah. you know, whatevs. Forget how we've always done things since you were born. You know, now we're going to just change everything because she came along and said so. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily's like, well, he wants her. Oh, yeah. He says he wants her home by 10 in the evenings and 12 at weekends. But that doesn't fit their band practices because yeah. they wouldn't get enough practice done because they obviously practice sort of after dinner after school after dinner after yeah, everything so they're done and sort then of like 8 to 10 yeah and you just set up equipment and everything so it all yeah. takes time yeah um, and then at 12 the weekend if they're playing the 10 zillion parties <laughs> that happened in Sweet Valley you've got a gig in the caravan I mean <laughs> what do you well, yeah. you've got to be there <laughs> it's a late night yeah. but um, we're told that oh it might the reason is it might wake Carrie up when she comes home it's like a baby will not wake up by somebody opening a front door, door downstairs yeah. it's not like she's coming in and like playing the drums yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like a one man band just yeah. like coming up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> like I have friends whose babies have serious sleep problems and people are allowed to enter the house you can come into a house they don't okay. enter like somebody going letting off a smashing siren with an air horn yeah, that would not be cool. But no, but she's not doing that. No, she'd literally be opening a door yeah. and going to bed. Yeah. And also, we don't ever even hear that Carrie has particular sleep problems or anything. No. So this is just all she's a power just, play. She's just a regular baby from yeah. Karen the bitch, evil Karen. Yes. And <laughs> Before I start taking this personally. Yes. Sorry, this Karen is not a bitch. So, poor Emily realises that her dad will always take Karen's side and yeah. she feels very helpless. And it's really horrible. It's a really, yeah, it's a horrible position to be put in. Like, Yeah, it's because, I mean, he's it's like, quite he's, a, I mean, I think it is kind of emotionally abusive. Yeah. 
It's like being giving inconsistent messages, mm. sort of changing the rules constantly. You know, yeah. And he doesn't let her say anything. He just shuts her down immediately, and he's like, "Nope, yeah, this is my wife now. Yeah, there's no discussion at all. It's just like case closed. Yeah." And then Dan rings. So it turns out Emily forgot to go to a special practice that they were having. And uh, it turns out that the, the droids went through a new song. Sadly, I don't think we get the name of the no. new song. Love an old song title from the droids. Yeah, we are denied quite a lot of droids' yeah, details. They were so stuff. close, but they just aren't giving ah, us anything. No, so I'm never yet so far. So uh, Dad offers to that to meet up, and they can just run through it together. And uh, they arrange to do this on Friday. We get a description of Dan on page thirty. Ooh, yes. Uh, can you read the description of him? Dan was almost 17 with sun-streaked, baby-fine brown hair. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's like like kind of creepy. He's like, those are wispy. <laughs> I'm thinking of my nephew's little... Oh, sort of, actually, he's got even thicker hair, hair than like, that now. Dan, he's only have two. you ever had hair cut? <laughs> oh, uh, wispy baby he's hair got... all over his head. <laughs> <laughs> little tufts. Uh, yeah, but apparently it's nice. Um, and grey eyes that crinkled up at the corner when he smiled. Oh. He wasn't conventionally oh. handsome. Because, <laughs> you know, who is? <laughs> but Emily had always liked his looks. Oh. He had a wonderful smile too, she thought. Very shy and sweet. Oh. And, like, Dan is cool. Like, he, he is, is a nice, nice guy. Yeah, no, yeah, he is. And he's genuinely supportive of yeah. her clubs. And he does something really nice later on. It's true, yeah. So, um, Karen gives out to her. For getting a phone for the call. phone ringing as if she has any control over someone ringing her. Like. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "I didn't ask him to ring, oh, Karen." We get and then we get some more Karen backstory, which reveals that she knows nothing about paying bills or yeah. cleaning the oven or grocery shopping. She's useless. Yeah, can't she's, you can't empty the vacuum cleaner bag. She's kind of worryingly useless. She, like what's yeah. she been doing all it's her like, life? What's going on here? <laughs> Seriously, that's why I think she really has to be young because it, it is like she has yeah. gone. Straight from her she parents' house. She has literally house. no experience of like being, being in the shop. An adult, like yeah. At all. Like, did she not go even go to college? Go to college, about, yeah. Of these some bit self-sufficient because like. she's from a spoil, a rich background. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it turns out uh, she she makes Emily do everything, but mm. then resents her for doing it. Yeah, she's just like. Yeah, totally ungrateful and terrible. Yeah. And it turns out that Richard has arranged, or not Richard, Ron has arranged to take her to the theatre mm. to give her a break from looking oh. after baby Karen. All the fucking work she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so she must be doing something for baby Carrie. Yeah. But um, so take her out is fine. But of course it's Friday. Yeah. And poor Emily has to stay and look after and mind her sister, baby yeah. Carrie. And, uh, you know, of course they can't like get a babysitter because... That would be crazy. So Emily has to sacrifice her one night out. Aww. So back to the Wakefields. Grandma and Grandpa Wakefield are playing cards with the twins. And as is outside of the book, and you would think she'd be glad of some freedom oh from her God. terrible like, children. Wouldn't you be delighted to get a break from those two? Yeah, but she's not. She, no. That <laughs> um, she's feeling she's feeling left out, and she's like she wonders if she's been neglecting the twins. And really, yeah. Well, you did <laughs> fuck off on holiday after one of them had been kidnapped. So yes. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. Ned is like what? neglecting them. Mister Wakefield burst out laughing. Oh. <laughs> like, Alice, are you kidding? You're a wonderful mother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, well, I mean, jury's out on you too, Ned. I mean, so. yeah. <laughs> there's a pair of you in it. <laughs> um, so she starts wondering if um, if she's she's losing touch with her kids, and it's my note saying, "Good thing too." <laughs> I know I'm simultaneously giving out about her going off on holiday when one of them has been kidnapped, but then also 
understanding why she would want to. So I'm quite torn. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Quite conflicting. <laughs> it really is. We're not sure how we feel about this, but mostly I think Alice just needs to get a fucking grip because this yes. whole storyline is stupid. Oh, it's it's completely <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because basically, a spoiler alert: Alice is worried that her kids don't need her anymore. And the yeah. proof of this that they are literally following their grandparents around like a pair of two-year-olds. <laughs> so I don't know why she comes to the conclusion that they're suddenly so grown up they don't need them. Yeah, she's just like, oh, they're so independent now; they don't need me. They're literally not it's independent. Like, they're idiots. Of course, they need you. <laughs> They need you a bit more than they usually get you, to be yeah. honest. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, so back to the Oracle office and Emily is admitting to Liz that it's just not working. She's, she's just not going to be able to write yeah. for, the, for the paper. And uh, she opens up to Liz about all her woes. And of course, Liz's heart went out to Emily. Oh, of course it did. And she admits that her mother isn't dead. And Liz is all like, oh, you poor kid. Like she's oh, 20 years older than That drives me crazy because actually later on, Dan called her a kid as well. And it's like, you're all the same age. Yeah. What are you doing? It's like tantalizing her. <laughs> Stop, so condescending. And Liz is, which is fair enough. I mean, because Liz's actual response apart from that slightly patronizing comment yeah. is, you know, fine. So she says to Emily, she wishes she could help her. And Emily's all, just be my friend. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> okay, friends like these. Uh, so she asks her to keep the secret, and uh, Liz is like, "Yeah, of course." And she asks if she can call Liz for support if things get really bad. Yeah, and Liz is like, "Yeah, yeah, of course, as well." And says, "Look, if the paper's not working for you, there's absolutely no point." Like, basically, doesn't say it, but we're not going to be able to print anything by you. Yeah, got right. This is going to work, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so back at the Casadel Spanish Isles, Le- Jess is literally shrieking with She's joy. Continuing to lose her shit. And we're going out for Chinese food <laughs> because they haven't had it in six months. <laughs> well, they didn't have it for like 15 bucks or something. So, That's yeah. true. And then it, Alice arrives home and she's got the ingredients for... Steak, baked potato, and sour cream. Now somebody commented. Oh yeah. When we oh, mocked, we were like a baked potato. That's so boring. But it's like, yeah, in America, baked potato has a shitload of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they just neglected to mention what that stuff. Yeah. Was. So we were imagining a sort of a dry, dry steak and a dry potato, old yeah. potato. Um, but Alice is trying to uh, recreate this this dish. <laughs> yeah, she kind of she came home from work early, I think, so she wanted to be like be spontaneous and yeah. the house and be like, look, I'm here and I'm making a giant steak dinner. But they're all like, yeah, we're going for Chinese. Though it is weird that they didn't tell Alice they were going out for dinner. Yeah. Because yeah, like, cause what did they think was going to happen? Yeah. yeah. And Alice is like, oh, we could go too, but Ned doesn't like Chinese food, which actually oh, that is, is consistent. Canon. Yeah. Is it that he's allergic to it? Or yeah, he's allergic to, to like all Chinese food. food. <laughs> like, really, Ned? <laughs> doesn't matter what part of China it's from, he's allergic this to it. sounds like a lie. But oh. also, Alice is like oh so I guess we can't go so like fucking leave Ned at home and just go for dinner with them yeah. like, he can make his own goddamn dinner yeah, he Jesus. can make a baked potato fucking nothing wrong with Ned's hands my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah let him sit at home yeah, with his steak a steak in the freezer they'll be fine yeah and, and they actually say we can have it tomorrow yeah like it's grand go out <laughs> Alice keep. <laughs> oh, well, and here we find the terribleness of Emily's caregivers because she arrives home from school and there are literal boarding school brochures like at the kitchen oh, counter oh man it's horrible so her dad knows about like, this like surely how could he not know like yeah, yeah. he totally does and, and he's just letting her freak out about it and not talk to her about it and just, ugh, he's just the worst he's so terrible like him. he has to you know have some um knowledge that having a new baby which he mm. seems to have dealt with pretty well yeah. the problem's ever been with the baby it's not like she's been acting out or anything even vaguely no. like it is you know 
disorientating and you know making her could possibly make her insecure and yeah. it is a time to show your daughter give your older daughter some stability because she is still a child yeah yeah she's 16 like she's not a grown-up yet yeah <laughs> in fairness oh he's terrible so um yeah the boarding schools are all in new england which is apparently the only place in america that has boarding schools <laughs> And they're always on the East Coast. And oh. so I'm like, oh, it's been a boarding school back east. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so Emily goes down to her basement drum cave. Yeah, she has a little studio kind of set up. Yes, uh, where she has her sheet music. What's her sheet music for? She's playing drums in an orchestra. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Well, the droids know. do not have sheet music. <laughs> As far as I don't know anybody who would actually drum lessons. They were all like self-taught. Anyone I know is in bands, which yeah. a lot of people were just taught. They right. taught themselves. Okay, yeah, yeah. They didn't go to drum lessons. So, I mean, you can. Yeah. So. And she did, because they didn't mention her drum teacher That's earlier true, on. That's so, true, yeah, actually, okay. yeah. We'll give her this one. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out she has some new symbols that have just arrived. And she's lost in music when Karen appears. And um, Karen was out so that's why she did like yeah. she wasn't bashing away at the drums when the baby was having no, a nap but they also have agreed previously that she can play her drums between like four and six yeah because apparently baby Carrie doesn't sleep around that time anyway so it's like okay I'm you know playing in the agreed time slot yeah and Karen still comes down and gives her shit and it's like well what the fuck like this is why it's actually like the inconsistencies with all of it it's all like well yeah. I've changed my mind yeah, you're breaking keeps, this rule that you yeah. didn't know was there it's horrible I've decided to change this rule and not tell you and now you're in trouble and it's like oh. you can't just keep moving the goalposts on a kid like that that's not fair exactly yeah be a grown up yeah evil Karen and then Dan rings and asks about the new symbols um, and uh Emily remembers that Car- evil Karen has taken little Carrie to the doctor. So she's like, oh yeah, come over tomorrow. And yeah, there'll be no one home. It'll be grand. Yeah, yeah. And check about. So Liz, meanwhile, has noticed that Alice is being a bit needy. And uh, she's just wondering what's up. Yeah. With their yeah, she's perfect mother. She's talking about it with Jessica. She's like, have you noticed this? And Jessica's like, nope, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's grand. <laughs> Don't give a shit. Of course. <laughs> And then Emily rings and uh, she's very upset mm. because something terrible happened. Oh, so this no. is obviously the next day or whatever. Yes. Oh, yes. Some time has passed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she reveals that Dan came back to her house and yes. you know, he's really nice and he's like, he's really into science as well as rock and roll. Yeah. And um, uh, they had a really good time in the studio, you know, playing in the studio. But then Karen arrived. Her face contorted with rage she's just the worst and she starts going on about her inviting boys home and then she says then she says something really terrible she does can you share uh, what she says because it is can. awful yeah so yeah again as we mentioned before like as far as everyone in school knows um, Emily's mother died nobody knows that she just like walked out on the family mm-hmm. uh, so as she's like fuming away at poor Emily while Dan is standing there of course um, she's like you know, I knew your own mother didn't care about things like curfews before she walked out on your father but I'm not going to permit you to turn out like your mother <gasps> among other things I simply will not have my baby grow up in a house with a a tramp <gasps> She's so horrible. She's a bitch. It's really, really awful. Like it'd be awful even if Dan wasn't there. Yeah, and like, that's the no fact way that, to speak to somebody. Yeah, um, and Dan leaves because he's all like, "Oh, fuck this!" Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like she acts like literally, it's the two of them standing there in her studio, like she's playing her drums. Yeah, showing her symbols down, and Karen. Karen walks was in out. She was with, out with baby Carrie, and then she walks in and acts like she caught them riding or something. And yes. it's like there's nothing happening. They're here. not shagging just, on the drum kit. She's just being terrible for the sake of it. Like, oh, she's and then awful. she runs upstairs crying. 
as my notes say, because she's a fucking baby herself. <laughs> she is a baby. <laughs> Not a good baby. No, bad baby. Uh, <laughs> so poor Emily, after making this phone call, walks over to the Wakefield um, and there's literally half a page on how amazing it is oh. that she can talk to perfect Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, the entire walk over, she's just thinking about how amazing Elizabeth is and how she can talk to her. Like, she, yeah, she, it's easier to confide in Elizabeth than any of her old friends. It's like, I'm sorry. Really? What is this? <laughs> Come on. Like, the droids are her pals and Dana yeah. is probably her best friend. Yeah. But Elizabeth, Elizabeth, she's the one to confide in. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> So there's a bit that's sort of like well the vibe in the band is always a bit light hearted and yeah. sort of like the friends but it's all casual chats but I find it hard to believe that her and Dana no, they, they would get into it like, they're all like always yeah. like having lunch together and yeah. stuff yeah. what do they talk about then so Emily arrives in the Wakefield's house and sits at the table and grandpa and grandma are as my notes say horrible old farts <laughs> Because they hear she's having trouble at home. Because for some reason, Liz decides to like bring Emily in and share oh her problems God, with the entire so her awkward. entire family. There's like an entire like yeah table full of people, and she sits Emily down with them. Where Emily just ends up blurting it out to like the entire Wakefield yeah. clan. It's so awkward. Oh my oh God. God! And uh, Grandpa is. Um, I know, first of all, Grandma says, I just don't know what's happening to the American family <laughs> these days. Okay, moral majority. Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, when I read Reagan that, I was like, voting. Oh. You know they voted for Reagan. She's a fucking Republican, that Oh, bitch. God, yeah. <laughs> And then Grandpa says, parents just don't have, time, have enough time for their children anymore. Fuck oh. off. Says the grandparent who only sees his grandchildren once a year. <laughs> and his children. <laughs> Thought I could avoid I'm not wanting to see Ned. Yeah. And poor Alice, as my notes say, can't believe I'm sorry for Alice. <laughs> yeah. It's such a dig. It's sort of like, oh, parents, you yeah. do work. God, she's right there, lad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Emily asks if she could stay over and she bursts into tears and Alice and Grandma wish to comfort her mm. and then Alice is drops a plate. They sort of crash into each other or something. Yeah, yeah. their eagerness to be the more maternal. Yeah, yeah. And Alice breaks a plate. And uh, Emily, you know, has told everybody everything uh, by this stage. And I do wonder, is Jessica there? Why is anyone saying any of this in front of Jessica? Also, why does Jessica not spread it all over school? Because that is incredibly unconvincing. She has yeah. never heard a secret Jessica yet. Jessica is not. She hasn't blurted. She is not herself in this book at all. No. Is she? No. Maybe it's Margot all this time. <gasps> oh, spoiler alert. Margot is the evil twin lookalike. Yeah, that's going to happen in about a hundred books. <laughs> I actually think the evil twin is book number 100. Is it? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it's like yeah. a big number. So oh. that's when it started to go so, batch yeah. it. We'll get to that in about five years time. Yeah. Next time. We'll get there. <laughs> so uh, Ned is like okay yes you can stay but you have to bring your dad because they can't have some yes. child in their house yeah with, with the without, parents not knowing where she yeah, is though not that Ron would give a shit well that's true but like you can understand where Ned is coming from in this case it's like yeah that is fair enough yes it's just that yeah, her he's, parents he's are right. terrible <laughs> and oh speaking of things that are terrible mm -hmm. so she calls her dad and her dad's really angry about like oh, what you do to Karen and she's about to tell him what Karen said about her mother yeah and then decides she can't, quote, upset him um, by saying that. Uh. And says, it would hurt him terribly. Who the fuck cares? Oh, like, fuck that guy. Tell him. <laughs> Tell <laughs> oh him my God. That, that, he, that she crossed, she basically called you, yeah. his daughter, yeah. a tramp. A tramp. Oh, and started going on about her mother who abandoned her. Yeah. 
Oh um, no, it's oh, it's horrible. Like, and she, yeah, she absolutely should. She just said it too. But I can understand her being like too upset to even talk about yeah, it as well. But it's, she actually says she can't do it because her it would upset her dad. But, yeah, that is bullshit. But it's nonsense. Yeah, and he's, he's like, he's if you don't come home now, I'll throw out your drums. Throw your drums out on the road. Yeah, fuck off, Ron. Oh, this fucking dude. And then the stupid grandparents drive her home with the twins. <laughs> Why? Why are you getting involved? I know. And then Alice is left out again. And she's oh. like, what could she do to regain their love? Alice, get a fucking grip. Jesus. All they've done is go to a mall at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Take the twins off your hands. This is a yeah, good thing. Yeah, you should be thanking them. Oh, they are very annoying. I wouldn't want them in my house for three weeks. So poor Dan is really worried about Emily. And he's... Do you, He's tried to get in touch, but Karen won't put him on to, to her on the phone when he rings. Yeah, you tried to ring like three times. And each time, I think it's Karen has answered the phone every time. And she's like, nope, Emily can't talk right now. Or, oh, she's yeah. asleep. Or whatever. Just not, yeah. Just, not, she just hasn't been terrible. Been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as she terrible. always is. Yeah. And Emily, when he finally gets to talk to her in school, is all distant. And she's like, oh, my stepmother, feel, my stepmother feels really bad about what happened the other day. No, she doesn't. No, like she's kind of covering for her. Yeah. But she's also, just, I think she's just so embarrassed as well by what happened. She just kind yeah. of doesn't even want to talk to Dan anymore and just... Oh, it's sad. Yeah, like. it is sad. And she's obviously just, she's terrified of being sent to boarding school. Yeah. So she says she's quitting the droids. Oh, man. And dad is all like, but you can't. You and can't. she's like, well, well, no, I have to. Yeah. Um, and then he's sort of about to confess his love. But he, he can't because she runs off as people do <laughs> constantly. <laughs> and people just let them. This is not how you have conversations, people. <laughs> yeah, no, it really isn't. So Dan knows something is wrong and he wants to help. Yeah. And of course, Emily needs... St. Liz to give her some wise counsel. <laughs> so she goes into her in the oracle and reveals that she wants to run an ad saying she's selling her drums. Oh no. Oh no. And Liz is like, did you have to agree to this to avoid your stepmother sending yeah, you to boarding school? Yeah, this like an ultimatum you've been given to... And Emily won't confirm no. her tonight. She's like, just here's the ad. Yeah. And Liz is just thinks grimly I can't let her do it yeah well, she, Emily says twice she doesn't want to talk about it but like that doesn't stop Liz oh <laughs> so god no badgering her for answers <laughs> she does not take no for an answer no. which is the Sweet Valley way oh god as we know. oh god <laughs> it truly is horrifyingly that yeah. is correct <laughs> So um, Liz doesn't know what to do because she knows she has to run the ad yeah. because otherwise Emily will just you know, come back and yeah she'll wonder where it. the fuck is my ad like, yes. yeah, yeah. so she tells Dan about the ad and this is quite a cute scene because he's like run it and Emily or Liz is yeah, what do you mean run it but yeah. somebody might buy them and he's like yes somebody, somebody might <laughs> <laughs> I might just be interested myself <laughs> yeah. but it is actually sweet it is and it's very cute he's doing a really Sound thing. He's a good dude. Yeah. He is. So Emily is hanging out with Carrie when mm-hmm. Dan calls and he says that a friend of his might want the drums. And she's sad that he doesn't try to talk her out of it. Oh. But in fact, it's like he was trying to talk to her earlier yeah. and she just ran away. She kept kind of cutting him off because he was clearly about to tell her something really important yeah. when he was like, I really fucking like you. Yeah. <laughs> but she was just like, no, I'm not talking to you. Oh, Off I go. So I don't know what, I kind of don't know what she expects him to say to her. Now, yeah. Like, when she says she's selling the drums, but yeah. So he calls over, gets the drums and she's really sad that he doesn't seem to care. But of course he of course does. he does, yeah. And then there's a terrible scene with her shitty dad. Ugh. So he thanks her for all the effort she's making with evil Karen but then when he finds out that she got rid of the drums he and has left the band he accuses her of being a martyr oh it's so shit it's like clearly things have gotten to a point where she feels like she just can't yeah. 
follow her fucking passion anymore yeah. and play her drums, which yeah. is what she loves to do. Like, you've made this happen. You've you were, let it get to this point. You were threatening to put them out in the street. Yeah. Like, two days ago. So as far as she knows, this is what you want as well. Like, exactly. Because he hasn't fucking talked to her or told her anything. Yes, and you were letting your bitch of a wife <laughs> leave school brochures around yeah. the counter. So then he's like, oh, I only meant you to arrange an early curfew. Yeah. No, no. He's, oh, he's full of shit and I hate him. Um, I really hate him. Yeah. And uh, she, Emily looks sadly at a picture of herself and her biological mother and her father um, and uh, sort of wishing that she could have had a happy family with them. Um, but she's determined to, to please Karen because leaving Sweet Valley, quote, would really kill her. Oh, my God. <gasps> Dramatic. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped out dead as soon as they went across <laughs> county lines. <laughs> so Alice is sad because the twins don't need her anymore. Oh God. <laughs> so she decides she's going to take a day off and go shopping with them. Yeah. But they can't go. And why can't they go? <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous for fuck's sake. Go on. Because Grandma Wakefield has arranged for them to go hot air ballooning. <laughs> What? 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 I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Why is this bullshit? Apparently, it's just like down to the beach. Yeah. Just getting hot air balloons. It's just all you can do. <laughs> oh. So, you know, Alice can't compete with this batshit insanity. Oh, for fuck's sake, who can? <laughs> so, she's like, I'm just too boring. And she confides in Ned, who points out, rightly, can't believe I'm agreeing with the net. Grandparents are only here once a year and yeah. it'll be back to normal in like five days. Yeah, like it's going to be fine. This is short term. Yes. Temporary. And then he's like, maybe you should just talk to the girls. And I is all, I shouldn't have to. Yeah. Oh, come on. Alice. Everyone's a baby. Oh, there's so many babies. <laughs> including the actual baby. Yeah, but it's okay because she's allowed to be because yeah. she's a baby. Indeed. <laughs> Speaking of adult, ba- well, adult babies is very creepy. No, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Scrub your brain out with bleach. Oh. Um so Karen is being really horrible to Emily and is just like constantly making her babysit and oh, do all the housekeeping like, like a sort of Cinderella thing. It's figure. horrible. Like literally all Emily's doing now is just going to school, coming home, looking after Carrie. And, and doing all the housework. The house, doing yeah. fucking everything basically. Oh, so what the fuck God. is even Karen doing? Like? And uh, Emily Ugh. decides she needs to talk to her dad. Yeah. And this is, this is I think, his nadir. Mm. He's so terrible in this scene. Yeah. So she tells her dad exactly what Karen said about yeah. her mother. Yeah. She says she's afraid of Karen. Yeah. And there's no indication that Emily is untrustworthy or has ever been, no, you know, like, behaved, acted out or done yeah, anything. Yeah. She doesn't even seem to have given out about Karen that much. And Car- her her dad is all, Karen's a bit vulnerable right now, which would be fine in terms of having had a baby. Uh, yeah. But it's clear that she was always like this no, she's and trying to get rid like of this. Emily. Yeah. Like, yeah, Emily's literally like, I feel trapped. Like, she's having a really difficult time yeah. and her dad just gives out to her. Like, And when she says what her what Karen said about her mother, yes. instead of Ron thinking, maybe, uh, you know, my wife shouldn't have used my yeah. daughter's mother abandoning her as a small child yeah. and called her a trap. Trump, like kind of a line cross there, yeah. Ron, for fuck's sake. He defends Carmen and says, your stepmother is running this house oh now. She's in her fucking hole. She's not yeah. doing tap. 
That's what I would say. Seriously. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he is terrible. Yeah. But uh, in happier uh, families, mm. well, from the twins' point of view, anyway, the twins had a great balloon ride. Oh, God. Yeah, Jessica loved it, but Elizabeth was like, nope, not into that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just, yeah. you know, she's just not carefree and oh, lighthearted. Man, I don't know. I, oh, I don't think I'd like it either. Oh, I would be carrying and tearing yeah. at the bottom of the balloon basket. <laughs> no, giant balloons in general. I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> You mean your grandparents didn't turn up when you were in school? <laughs> Weirdly, no. <laughs> Take me off and half a balloon. <laughs> uh, so Jessica asks how Emily's doing. And I cannot believe she hasn't been spreading rumours all over school. I yeah. just, I do no, not buy that. None of this makes any sense Oh, for it's Jessica. so out of character. <laughs> yeah. So Alice wants to go out for Mexican food. They are eating around the world. They really are. They've come a long way from their like French crepes being the most exotic yeah. food they've ever had. Their constant diet of ha- hamburgers. Yeah. Uh, but the stupid grandparents were all like, oh no, no, we're just... We've just been too excited in our hot air balloon. We're just going to have soup and sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ned tells the kids why Alice is so sad. Yeah. And says they need to cheer her up. And he says, I can't think of a twosome better at scheming than my own daughters. I will not be so proud of that, Ned. Yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you, if you know about your, your one of your twins is mm. scheming in particular, you wouldn't be boasting about it. But of course, <laughs> Jess has a scheme. Yes. Their scheme is so shit, like most of their schemes. Mm. So they tell Alice they want to have a going away party for grandma and granddad and they need Alice to sort it. And so she feels needed yeah. by having to do all the work organising the party. <laughs> Ma'am, we need you. Here's a bunch of work to do. Yeah, here, go and make some <laughs> mini burgers for the... Yeah. Or some onion dip. Uh, so anyway, Alice is happy. Yeah, um, but like, but that's kind of it. Like that whole B-plot, if that's kind of what it was, was just like, oh... This went absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Solved by a party, as most yeah. things oh, are. Oh, well, there is that, yeah. It is the Sweet Valley way. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Karen asks Emily to babysit yet yeah. again. Again. And when Emily is playing with baby Carrie, um, Karen, evil Karen, <laughs> gives Carrie a doll with loose, beaded oh eyes. God, she's an idiot, like. She is. She's a total idiot. It's clearly not a doll for little kids. There's no... Fucking CE mark on that little doll. No, I'll tell there you. is not. Well, I'm not surprised that Sweet Valley doesn't, you know, conform to no, safety standards. True. Emily points out the danger of giving a baby a, uh, a doll with, a doll with loose giant beads yeah. coming out of its eyes. Yeah, because Emily takes the doll off the baby and she's like, "These aren't on tight enough," and yeah. like this bead is totally loose. And then Karen is on. I will click the nasty Emily. Take away your doll. She's such a dupe. Oh my god. So of course, Carrie swallows a bead. Yeah. Yeah, like Emily and Carrie are... Oh, no, sorry. Karen is still there, isn't she? Yes, she is she's there. She's on the phone to her mother. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, it is quite funny that her, she's talking to her mother and, her, and Emily is all like, God, I wouldn't want to have to spend any time with either of those <laughs> clowns. Fucking barrel wagons. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so when baby Carrie swallows the bead, um, Emily has done a first aid class yes. and knows how to basically Heimlich yeah, she maneuver can, this baby. She can save her, but yeah. Karen is all like, no, you can't have my baby. Freaking out. Like, she's, yeah. yeah, she's holding the baby and shaking her. And yeah. <laughs> Emily can't get the baby away from her because she's fucking hysterical. So, yeah. <laughs> like, Emily didn't even stop to think. She'd read somewhere that the best thing to do when someone is hysterical was to slap him or her. And that was exactly what Emily did. Oh, you know I, she enjoyed she that. slapped her as hard as she could right whack. across her face. Like, I was, when I was reading that, I was like, fucking yes, <laughs> slap that bitch. <laughs> 
Give her another one just for the hell of it. <laughs> Give her a kick. We do not condone violence. I guess not. No. But, you know. Just against fictional characters. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So Emily Heimlich's away and the baby spits. The, it coughs up the bead. The bead yeah. But then Emily's shitty dad, as I call him in my notes every time, <sighs> arrives and accuses Emily of hurting the baby. This is so how, unfair. How is that where your mind goes immediately? Like, yeah. how? So what the fuck? Based on what? (laughs) You are so terrible. So Emily's like, fuck this. Yeah. I've had enough. And she runs away. Well, he actually, he tells her to get out. Like, because he's, he comes on the scene and everyone's basically crying and bawling and really upset. Yeah. And he immediately accuses Emily of trying to hurt the baby. And Which is a very severe accusation. Such a harsh accusation. And it's like, seriously, where is this coming from? Yeah. And like, yeah, he basically kicks Emily out. He's like, just get out, get out. And Karen yeah. is just standing there crying and won't fucking Say tell him anything about what actually happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So she runs away and she goes to the Box Tree Cafe. Mm. Very fancy place to go when yeah. you've run away. You think she'd just go to the Dairy Burger? You'd think so. Have a little clam special? <laughs> oh, no. We were just getting away with no clams. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, they aren't mentioned in this book. Otherwise, so I had to throw them in somewhere. <laughs> so we learn she's planning to run away to Chicago because that's the last place her mother was. Yeah. Even though she hasn't heard from her mother in ages. In ages, yeah. Yeah, like years. years. Yeah. So she doesn't even have her number, but she's got an address book, so she thinks she'll be able to you know, maybe find the last place she lived in and ring directory inquiries and see if they have any details yeah. for her. So, of course, she goes to Wakefield. She, yeah, she calls Elizabeth. Um, she, <laughs> this is kind of funny, though, because Elizabeth is like, look, it's grand, I'll come and get you. It'll be fine. So she goes off to pick her up. And as she's telling her mother where she's going, <laughs> Alice is like, oh, would you mind getting some milk at the supermarket? And it's like, damn it, Alice, this is a crisis, okay? This girl has run away from home. Your milk can wait. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Alice has learned nothing. Oh, uh, but... About looking after the youngsters. <laughs> so yeah, she goes, uh, Liz goes into the supermarket and uh, at the till is her friend, uh, Eddie Strong. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> he's a sophomore. Yeah, does Eddie's. that mean he's the year above them? No, you're below them. Oh, you're below, okay. It's freshman. Oh, I can never get my head around American It's freshman and sophomore, junior and senior, I think. Isn't oh, it? okay. So junior is like third year. Right. And then senior is four, is their fourth and final year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just four years. Yeah, because they have like junior high, like middle school. Right. Oh man, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's very complicated. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this youngster, it turns out he's doing some sort of temporary stint in the supermarket. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because usually when someone has a menial job, they get mocked for it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Eddie Strong. <laughs> yeah. He apparently work, writes for the Oracle. Yeah. Never been heard of before. Oh, does he write? No, uh, he he does graphics. Oh, he does graphics. Yeah. yeah. He's done some layouts for Mr. Collins. <laughs> That's layouts for Mr. Collins. I'm sorry. <laughs> no apologies necessary. <laughs> Okay, I need a glass of water. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Um, so, um, Eddie, the graphic designer, uh, who was somehow just working there for like two weeks, very yeah. fortuitously for the plot, he revealed Richie Gamara's back in town. Yeah, because he does deliveries and apparently he went to her house and was like, 
Regina was there. She's there yeah. with her aunt. With her aunt, yeah, yeah. her mysterious aunt. Yeah. So Liz is very confused because obviously she hasn't heard anything from Regina yeah, about this because visit. Because of course, like, Regina, like she's the first person Regina would tell. I oh mean, God, you know. yeah, yeah. She'd be <laughs> straight she's been back in town. <laughs> and there's this terrible bit where we get the whole Regina backstory and how gorgeous she is and how she was in Ingenue magazine and blah 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 blah. there was only one thing about Regina that wasn't perfect (laughs) (laughs) she was almost entirely deaf oh god so tragic (laughs) fucking hell like that means she's not perfect oh no oh good lord <laughs> um, so Liz is all like it's a bit weird that Regina would just come back at short notice uh, yeah. but you know they're really rich maybe that's what rich people do they yeah. just jet back and forth across the Atlantic spontaneous like that with international flights yes but she decides she'd call over soon to see Regina yeah uh, so back at the Wakefield Emily's just gone for like lie down basically mm. and uh, she's trying to find a number for her mother um, and Liz is like look my parents are going to insist that you call your dad or yeah. someone calls your dad and she goes em, or Liz goes down and tells Alice and Jess everything again why is Jess not broadcasting this over school yeah. I'm glad she isn't but it seems very out of character and, and Alice says well maybe Karen told her husband the truth later you know she had a shock and yeah. Liz is like well Emily doesn't think that's likely and given previous experience I mean, it's not likely based on previous events like yeah I wouldn't give her any yeah. credit whatsoever um, to do uh, anything Alice rightly says you know is it a good idea Emily going to see her mother because this is you know yeah, she may she not really contact with in years is she going to be too pleased to have her grown up yeah. daughter turning up on her doorstep it's exactly. like oh, this might not be the happy ending she thinks it will be yeah so um Liz asks, well, you know, should we ring the Myers? And Jess is all like, snitches get stitches. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) She doesn't say those words. No, but the words to that effect. Yeah. (laughs) So Alice tells Liz to ring. And Liz is a bit like, I thought you'd do it. She's like, yes, Alice, you should. You are the grown up here. Yeah, seriously. You shouldn't really be getting your daughter to ring these angry adults. Yeah. So oh, yeah, when uh, when Elizabeth's like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do that. Jess gets like rat, and <laughs> <laughs> just leaves the room, which is a great Jessica moment. It actually is <laughs> genuinely great. Adding character, yes. So poor Emily, meanwhile upstairs, has rung the last number she had for her mother, and yeah. she discovers that her mother has got married and moved to Mexico. Oh, She's really sad. Yeah. Like her really mother's lousy. pretty crap. She's really drawn the short straw. She parents. really has. Fuck me, like. Um, and then Grandma Wakefield noses oh, in. This bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. What is this nonsense? Also, wasn't is Grandma Wakefield must be one of the the people who features in the Wakefield of Sweet Valley? Yeah. Now I can't remember the the details. Ooh. Did so it kind of skip a generation maybe and just go straight to? Oh, because it was mm, it was more no. about Alice's family and these are Ned's oh, parents. Oh, that's true. So maybe that's why we don't get much about. So them. there was the one who. So the generation. That is, you know, grandparents' generation yeah. were the ones. There was the one who was in the resistance during in oh, France yeah, during yeah, the war. Yeah. So that that must be the right age, yeah. Because then she comes back and she marries somebody. No, but that was Alice's family. So that's it was Alice's, true. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Even though it was called the Wakefields, it was actually more like the Roberts. The, was it Roberts? Yeah, yeah. Or the various Robertson. But they started off as Larson, didn't they? Who did they? They were Alice Swedish. Larson, Swedish. Oh, was it? Was an Alice Larson who yeah, came over? She and she nearly one. married ne- like Ted oh, Rayfield. <laughs> and he gave her like a wooden flower that they passed through the generations. Yeah, that weird incestuous <laughs> family tree. We were all worried about where that was going to go. <laughs> so okay, so they didn't actually contradict the the past. Okay, but then listen to this 
bullshit. But this is also bollocks. Like. Oh my god! And also, we're told that the grandma Wakefield has a creased, loving face. Oh, what does that, that even mean? Twinkly old bitch. Wrinkle twinkler. <laughs> Okay, so please share this oh. highly implausible story. Do I have to? From grandma's <laughs> early years. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, grandma Wakefield goes on about how Bob, like her husband, had been yeah. married before. Um, his first wife was killed in a terrible train accident mm. and she left the most beautiful little boy whose name was Louis. Yeah. And it's like, really? Who the fuck is this Uncle Louis? Yeah, you I'm said pretty sure we never hear about oh, again. Oh God, no. And, he and, must like, be and like I feel like I can say that confidently. <laughs> he must be like 15 years older than, than Or Ned. no, he's about 13 years older than Ned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he was like becoming a teenager when Ned was born. Yeah. And she's just kind of talking about how awkward it was for her and how she, you know, wasn't great at dealing with Louis. Yeah. Um, I feel very sorry for Louis now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bravey brother can be like it's Ned Wakefield what a horrible face <laughs> lousy um, yeah and she kind of talks about how tough it is on you know families when there's yeah. a big change like that which is fair enough da, 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 da. I'm but sure it was hard for her but basically it all shook out grand yeah. and her you know eventually Louis was basically her son and they kind of forgot that there was ever any awkwardness and everything yeah. was fine and everybody's great now even though we never hear about this dude yeah so I don't know is it really that great <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so she basically just kind of you know tells the story from her perspective how you know it can be really I don't know apparently it fixes things I don't see how it's it does it's very very implausible because it's yeah. you know clearly grandma wasn't a weird spoiled bitch yeah for you know she who had was, to, who was going out of her way to make Louis miserable yeah like. she had a normal <laughs> difficult relationship yeah. as a step parent yeah. which is of a teenager know, like that's always going to be difficult yeah but like, exactly but there's no indication that she was like being you know, going trying yeah. to send him off to boarding school yeah. or, yeah. you know, and making him slave for her like in the turning kitchen. Turning his dad against him or anything like that. Yeah. So anyway, as you say, it makes everything all right for Emily Somehow, and she's just yeah. like, maybe I can, we can be a family. What? Okay. Uh, Even though yeah. Grandma Wakefield is clearly a very different person sure. from Karen. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, Karen and crappy dad and Does Carrie turn up. They all turn up on yeah. the doorstep. Yeah. And Karen... Well, I mean, it's too little too late, but well, in fairness to her, she gives a big apology and says that Emily saved Carrie's life. True. Yeah. yeah. She admits she was jealous of Emily. True. Mm-hmm. And behaved really unreasonably. Yeah. True. Does Ron apologise for anything? Does he fuck? <laughs> oh my God. I literally wrote down, where the fuck is your apology, you dickhead? <laughs> I was furious. <laughs> he just fucking stands there. Yeah. Like, and then he hugs and them then he all. Just hugs them all in a big group hug. Like that's it. It's like seriously, you. Oh my god, Rod just needs his comeuppance. This fucking guy. Oh, oh my god, he is terrible. And Emily is like, now we're a real family, just like Grandma Wakefield and the mysterious oh, Louis. Jesus. Ugh. No. And then the weirdness <laughs> does not stop there. So the Wakefields have this weird buffet party <laughs> with the Myers. And they're and the Wakefield grandparents, uh, and then the droids turn up and like set up a full their full gear. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. It's like it's the going away party for the grandparents, but for some reason all the Myers are there and yeah. all the droids and everyone from school is like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why would anyone from school care if someone else's grandparents <laughs> were going up? I know everyone's obsessed with the Wakefields, but this is a are step the too school far. friends there? Because in my mental image, it was just like the Wakefields and the Myers. Oh, maybe. That's even weirder. I know. That's what I thought it was, which is pretty weird. Okay. Uh, whichever way it I is, it's peculiar. It is. And dad is is all. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because of course, dad reveals that he has the drums. Yeah, yeah. They've set up everything for the droids. Yeah, the, dro- the droids all sneak in and set up all the equipment without anyone noticing. Yeah. It's like that. I mean, I know it's a big house, but come on, lads. <laughs> no, no, I mean, really. <laughs> that shit's gonna make level. some noise. 
<laughs> yeah, and somebody will notice somebody carrying a giant amp in. I know, yeah. But anyway, they kind of set it up somehow yeah. and send Emily into the room and then she finds all the droids playing and her drum kit is sitting there. So, hooray. And Dad is all, you make a pretty good duet, you oh. and me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had a feeling the two of them were going to make some pretty special music together. <laughs> They're going to bone. <laughs> <laughs> Off camera. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. nothing like that ever happens. <laughs> so that's Emily's wrapped up, but there's yeah. more. In oh, the story. yes. Yeah, back to Eddie. Eddie's driving. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Liz is driving along a few days later, mm. apparently. So that is very unconvincing that she would not have remembered Regina, supposedly one of her best friends yeah. in their short time they spent together. Um... So anyway, she sees Eddie Strong driving along, uh, who's apparently everywhere now, never seen before, and now can't go outside without falling over him. And she's reminded of uh, Regina, yes. because she's like, oh yeah, Regina's back in town. Yeah, I'll call him to Regina. So she heads to the morrow's cosy mansion. Yeah. I think we are actually reminded that it's like, oh, yeah. it's cosy. It's very cosy. Yeah. It's very homely mansion. Yeah. That's not an oxymoron, apparently. No. <laughs> but it turns out the gates are padlocked. Yes, and that's like they've never been locked up like that. Before. I was wondering, where is Nicholas? Now we do find out in the next book, but it is yeah, like he's where's, out of town, but... where's the whole family? Yeah. So she heads to Bruce, uh, and uh, Bruce has been swimming, and he joins her, just wrapped in a towel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no description of his shorts. No, sadly. Aww. So Bruce Ooh. reveals that Regina is like in the middle of treatments at the moment, and she can't have left. And there's a great bit. Where he goes into the house and he gets, I'm going to quote this, <laughs> it's a cordless phone, my father's latest toy. Wow. It's designed for people too lazy to budge. You can keep the phone next to you wherever you go. Wow. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> and Liz says, don't let my sister find out about that. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? She'd be even more monstrous <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> She'd be painful. Oh, good Lord. So, Bruce brings, rings the, Bruce rings the morrows on a cordless phone. Mm. And someone claiming to be Regina's aunt says she isn't there and hangs up. But Regina doesn't have an aunt. <gasps> oh, my God. <gasps> Bruce is determined to find out what's up. Yeah. So can you read out our final tagline? I sure can. Uh, Okay. What has happened to Regina Morrow? (gasps) Who is her mysterious aunt? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 26. Hostage! Hostage. An exclamation mark! I know! It's going to be amazing! (laughs) Any book that involves someone being abducted has an exclamation mark! That's how it goes. It's the rule. (laughs) It really is, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there was crash landing as well. Oh, there was. I just means it's going to be good crack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. And also, completely batshit insane. Oh, completely, yeah. yeah. So, that was Nowhere to Run. Sure was. She really did have Nowhere to Run. She did not. Well, apart from the Wakefields. Oh, oh. She just kept running there, really. Yeah, actually, that's very true. So, she had yeah. Somewhere to she Run. She Somewhere to Run. <laughs> it's a misleading title. <laughs> well, yeah, true. So, do you have stats and outfits? I have I have some stats. Yeah, go I on. I have literally no outfits. Oh, my I am God. I, well, we were very excited about this book because we thought it would have lots of I was so droids. sure there'd be some good Dana action we there literally said it in the last episode not. yeah yeah go on then okay so the blondest only got two mentions 
which is pretty <gasps> low. Like two. Yeah, I know. You'd basically forget they were blonde. I think that's oh my, well, never. But <laughs> but that's the lowest, I think. It is. That's probably the lowest it's been. Isn't I think. It? Yeah. yeah. And the blue green eyes only got three mentions. Oh my lord. Yeah. And then Carrie is called Little Carrie in case you forgot she was a baby. Right. Nineteen times. <laughs> <laughs> They were really going out of their way to differentiate between the two Karens there. It's like, little Carrie, evil Karen. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, the 19. outfits, though. Yeah, 19. Outrageous. Yeah. Um, yeah, the outfits, there was literally nothing. I think Dan wears a maroon polo shirt. And, oh, very rock and, and roll. And Liz, oh, yeah. Yeah, how is that with the droids wear? It's like a uniform shirts. in a shop. Yeah, um, Jessica borrows a blue silk scarf belonging to Liz. Nothing. That's literally it. I'm actually, I feel very betrayed. I'm fuming, yeah. Uh, Francine? Like. <laughs> Kate William, yeah. explain yourself. <laughs> Whichever one of you, the Kates you are. <laughs> yeah, you did not. This was, you had an opportunity yeah. to, now, the, Dana wasn't actually in it that much. I no, she would the, be in just it more. Just at the start, really, wasn't she, in that yeah. cafeteria conversation. But like, like, give us a little description of her earrings or something. Yes, she's usually got some She's usually rocking. got some accessories yeah. or a cool haircut going on. Well, yeah, but not. Uh, she gave us absolutely nothing there. So yeah, well done, Ghostwriter. You let yourself down. You let Sweet Valley High down. You let us down. You really let us down most of all with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, if you have any have any thoughts, listeners, mm. uh, we do always love hearing from you. So if uh, if you too felt betrayed by. <laughs> By the lack of outfits. Uh, we do always love hearing yes. from our listeners. And actually, I was abs- genuinely a bit awestruck when I saw today, because somehow the Sweet Valley email address had unlogged itself from my phone. So I hadn't seen our emails for a oh, couple yeah. of weeks. I didn't realise we had any new ones. Yeah. And... Uh, Sarah, who runs the amazing website, Smart Bitches Trashy Books, amazing. sent us a, an email. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of her site. She and her co-founder of the site, Candy, uh, wrote an amazing book about 10 years ago um, that uh, is like a guide to romance novels. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and uh, we strongly recommend following them. Definitely, and yeah. getting some great book recommendations because they will recommend... Trashy inverted commas books <laughs> that are also genuinely great. Oh, I think the book is called Beyond Heaving Bosoms. Oh, amazing title! Um, so yeah, follow, <laughs> look, just Google "smart bitches" trashy books. Yeah, but uh, they are they are brilliant, and we are delighted that yeah. Sarah is enjoying the show. Uh, so yeah, you can go get some good recommendations. I recommend if you are looking for some good romance novels that are actually smart Ooh. and fun, Julia Quinn and Courtney Milan. Look for both of them. They are very entertaining. All right. About 10 years ago, I went through a big Julia Quinn phase. Brilliant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy. Get some books written by some smart, some smart people who uh, know that a book could be fun. Yeah. Without being extremely offensive and stupid. <laughs> Something Francine might be able to learn. Yes. <laughs> So if you would like to get in touch with us uh, with book recommendations or anything else, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll make sure I'm logged back in. Yeah, we'll be honest. It's going to be fine. I will read them. (laughs) Um, And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the podcast network at Network and at This Headstuff. And uh, we will be back. Yes. In another two weeks. Two weeks' time. When we find out what happens when <gasps> Regina is taken. <gasps>
hostage. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.